You're listening to Mission Control. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me on another episode of Mission Control. Today, we're going to focus on one particular topic, which has been heavily discussed, uh, especially around people in the creative industries. Uh, the topic we're going to be discussing is centered around the question: Should artists or creatives work for free, and if so, where should the line be drawn? Now, this is a question that many people have been asking themselves, uh, as working for free is almost inevitable at some stage in the creative field, uh, whether it be an internship, a volunteer position, uh, developing a portfolio, or simply working. On a project which is not backed by any funding, but when creatives work for free, are we perpetuating a culture in which creative work goes unpaid? We're going to be discussing the potential pitfalls of working for free, as well as what personally motivates some people to work for free. And joining me today to discuss their personal experiences in their creative fields, I have Rianne, Jasmine, Serena, and Travis, who have all been kind enough to donate their time to this discussion. We're going to kick things off with Rianne now. Rianne is coming to us from the studios at RTRFM. Uh, Rianne, how about you tell us a bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Cool. My name is Rianne Todd Hunter. I'm currently one of the development and sponsorship managers at RTRFM, which is a community radio station in Perth. Um, I, I studied broadcasting and, and radio at university a few years ago and I started volunteering at RTR in my first year of uni. So I've been at the station in, in some capacity and mostly in a volunteer capacity for I think it's about eight years now. It's been a really long time. Um, but I, I volunteered as uh, an office staff, as um, a, an on-air presenter and um, lots of other things as well. So volunteering at events and, and external creative projects, but mostly usually based around RTRFM. I'm also a, uh, a musician and um, I've always kind of been pretty involved in, in the arts uh, and in media in Perth as long as it's been a thing that I can do. Thanks for that, Rianne. Now, coming from someone uh, that's in community radio, uh, does your organisation rely on internships or volunteer positions in order to be sustainable? Uh, how about you talk a little bit about that? I, I would say that not only does volunteers and internships make RTRFM sustainable, we simply would not exist without uh, the hours that our volunteers and our interns uh, and, and the students that, that study in this field give to the station every every week and every day. So we have at the station probably around about 10 uh, full-time and part-time staff members all up. And then we've got around about 280 to 300 volunteers at the moment. So those are people that come in every week and uh, produce and present their shows. They're people that come in and answer phones and put CDs away that produce shows for other people and that help us at um, events and during radiothons. So we, we take a lot of pride in being a volunteer organisation and, and we try to give back the the amount of experience and opportunity uh, that people give us when they give us their time. So, Rianne, what what personally motivates you to work for free, and and what do you look for? Over the last couple of years, the thing that has limited me the most in in giving my my time and my commitment to creative projects has been time. 
Um, I, I always want to be involved in everything and I want to say yes to everything. But that doesn't always uh, come out very well when you, you're saying yes to every single uh, opportunity that comes your way. So I think that now I'm a little bit more limited by the things that will I guess, be a, an enriching experience personally. Um, I'm not going to give my time to something that I, I don't really see the value in. And it's really hard to, to look at that in an abstract sense. It really just happens on a case-by-case basis. So um, if if I know what people are doing and I know their project and, and I, I love what they're doing, then I'm always so, so happy to give my time to people that need it. For people, for other people that are working in these kind of fields and that are looking at volunteering, I think with anything, it's just being smart about what you do and who you work with. Like, it takes a little while, I think, especially in in creative industries to to get to know the people around you and to know the people that you you should and you shouldn't be working with. And there's, there's honestly not a lot of people that you shouldn't be working with, but you figure it out pretty quickly what's going to be worth your time, what's going to give you adequate return, um, where there's going to be better opportunities in future. And it's it's really just about knowing what you want, knowing what your morals are and not compromising on them. Now, the recent federal budget contains cuts of $1.4 million per annum, uh, which is essentially money that keeps community radio alive. Uh, how will that affect RTRFM? Our, our biggest concern at the moment is that there is um, in, in the works and potentially will be a very large cut to um, digital radio services um, for community radio in Australia. So if that goes ahead, it means there won't really be um, any support for really most of the community radio stations in Australia to be on a digital platform. Um, that means that as people are moving away from... Um, uh, analog broadcast in their cars, in their homes, as they're moving to to like streaming more on the internet, um, it it basically cuts community radio out of that conversation entirely. So um, it's it's hopefully not something that we're going to need to deal with, uh, but it, it's a constant thing that we are talking about. I think it's probably been the second or third time that we've needed to to have this conversation and and uh, rally support and rally the government to, to make sure that they're not cutting off digital radio funding. Um, so that's, that's the big one at the moment. But um, aside from that, like we we do we do get a bit of money via grants, um, really specific things um, through through government support. But I feel like if that's not there, then you just find another way to do it. Like if if you're not going to get support from a particular avenue, and it goes for for any creative industry, not just like community radio. If if you're not getting what you need from somewhere, you've just got to be creative about it and you've got to find it from somewhere else. So, you know, it may be hard, but we always make do. Rianne, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me. Uh, you can go to rtrfm.com forward slash subscribe and also hop on to uh, keepcommunityradio.org.au to sign the petition uh, to restore funding to community radio. They're at 52,000 signatures at the moment and I believe they're looking for 55,000 uh, for the petition. So get on board and sign that uh, if you have the time. We're going to switch over to Travis Johnson now. Travis, thank you so much uh, for taking time out to talk to me. How about you tell us a little bit about yourself and your creative field? 
Okay. Uh, well, my name is Travis Johnson. I'm the news editor at Film Inc., uh, which is Australia's biggest and best movie magazine, or it was. Now it's Australia's biggest and best movie website. Uh, I also run my own film blog, So You Lloyd and Whiskey, where I do reviews and events and whatever I really feel like. Uh, prior to that, I was the arts and music editor at Express Magazine for three years, and prior to that, I was a freelance writer. So, Travis, uh, when being asked to work for free, what requirements or stipulations do you look for to ensure that it's worth it? Um, it has to be something that I enjoy doing. Like, I, I like talking about and writing about movies anyway. So, like, if you get me in a good mood, I might do it for free anyway. Um, and I like the sound of my own voice. So, you know, radio is, is a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, look, if it's a project that I like and I know there's not a lot of money going around, if I know that there's a very limited budget and I know that no one else is really getting paid unless they're well above my pay grade, as it were, um, that's sort of my criteria for working for free. Like if something's budgeted and funded and, you know, pretty much everyone's getting their cut and they turn around and go, we'd like you to do this, but there's no money for you. Well, <laughs> it, under those circumstances, if there's no money for me, there's no me. But if it's sort of a low-budget, passion project, you know, labor of love, and someone wants a little help, and I'm able to do that, then I'm more than happy to kind of kick in my labor and, and my expertise. So, Travis, just finally, what is some advice that you would give to someone just entering the industry that is about to embark on the project for free? Uh, what advice would you give them? Um, make sure that there is some kind of advancement strategy, uh, whether it's by the people you're working for free for or by yourself. Make sure you can see the non-monetary value in what you're doing. Make sure that the carrot that is being dangled in front of you, which is generally the opportunity to eventually get paid work, actually exists. Or at least make sure that uh, there's value to your portfolio or your resume. Uh, and make sure that you're not being used for unpaid labor when everyone else in the in the organization is getting paid. Um, I don't really agree with unpaid internships, uh, and I've seen a few too many of those these days, particularly in publishing, which is my bag. Um, <laughs> that's because the publishing industry is in a hell of a lot of trouble. Uh, but yeah, just be sure that even though there's no money involved, that you personally can see the benefit or the potential and viable benefit down the track. You're listening to... Mission Control. Going to cross over to Serena now. Serena is a graphic designer. Serena, how about you tell us about yourself and some of the experience that you've had in your industry? Hi, my name is Serena. Uh, I am a graphic designer, but I started out initially in architecture at university. Um, I'd always wanted to do something creative as a kid, so that's where I ended up. Um, but after a while, decided it wasn't for me and went on to do multimedia design at the time, which is quite a while ago. Um, it's probably a redundant term now. Um, and majored in illustration and animation. I didn't really want to, f I actually wanted to focus on animation, but didn't have the grit to see it through. So ended up doing some TV graphics in Perth with some freelance work on the side. And then ended up making a decision to move to London in order to get more experience both in work and life got a job in graphic design in 2005 and have been doing it for about 10 years now. Uh, right now, I work in a, what they call a below-the-line agency in Richmond, Melbourne. So are you able to give an example of a time that you've worked for free on a project? 
uh, I guess right at the start out of uni, I did do quite a bit of uh, work for free, mainly to get experience and yes, to build up a portfolio. And that was through, you know, friends or local bands, uh, events, that sort of thing. And they were very small jobs or nothing major. So I was always very conscious of not committing to any big projects for free. And most people would be quite understanding. So, you know, it would just be like posters for local events or MySpace header images when MySpace was a thing, that sort of thing. Um, and I still do that occasionally. Uh, in terms of a more recent um, experience through the company I'm with, we did do a pro bono job. And it was kind of different in that we actually sought out the pro bono job. We wanted to donate our services and time um, to not-for-profit organizations. So we listed, uh, at my agency, we listed uh, our services at a place called goodcompany.com.au. And the International Women's Development Agency actually ended up getting in contact with us. And we did, uh, you know, we donated our time and services for a good cause and did some work for them for a campaign, which is really great because at the end of it, we, you know, we were recognized as a finalist for the Victorian um, Premier's Design Awards. So in that sense, yeah, I mean, I've benefited from pro bono work in terms of experience and obviously, yeah, building up a portfolio and hopefully here and there, getting an award. So, Serena, what do you look for personally if you were asked to work for free on a project? For me, I specifically looked for jobs or offered my, uh, my skills to people that were maybe in the music industry or, or anything that I was personally really interested in as well because that way it didn't necessarily feel like it was... Um, you know, that there was a danger of it becoming too much of a job, so to speak, that there would still be that level of enjoyment in it. But, you know, having said that, I, I do understand the perspective of you just want to build a portfolio, so you'll do, you'll take whatever whatever you want. So the main, I would say, is just trust your gut and always feel like you're in control and you're the one calling the shots and making the decision. Because as, as much as you're, you know, you feel like, you're new to the game or whatever, you're still, you know, you've still been through university, you still have skills that people, obviously these people don't have and are looking for. So you shouldn't really be selling yourself short. Thank you so much for your time, Serena. Um, We're going to quickly cross over to Jasmine. Jasmine, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and the publication that you're working for? Uh, My name's Jasmine Odomart-Thong. I'm um, 18 and I'm currently based in Perth and... um, I started working slash volunteering in in the Perth creative scene when I was about 17 and was writing for like arts type magazines from there onwards, I guess, because I was really passionate when it came to like writing about music and art because of the creative expression it allowed. Um, I currently run a creative collaborative project that publishes print and online magazines and um, it focuses in on like local art, music, photography and pretty much anything else that Perth creatives get up to. It's like... um, it was a venue, a venture that I started in October to like plug away at because I wanted to write for a media outlet that was personal because I wasn't really getting that at a few other places I was writing at. What is some advice that you would give to someone just entering the industry that is about to embark on the project for free? Uh, what advice would you give them? You don't want to end up like struggling to just stay afloat. And I think like I'd draw the line working for free if I knew that I couldn't benefit from the work provided in some way or if it was especially like a repeated request that just didn't go anywhere um I mean like again with the exposure thing that really cuts me up because a lot like a lot of the time it's exploited and 
whilst yes there are like gig photographers um and like feature articles that go unpaid with no benefit there are times when it's actually super beneficial to cover like a certain gig for free because you've got that on your resume or profile to say hey I did a good job with this and it's got a fair few hits online or like if it's in print like it's been read a lot like how does it look for like your next piece and kind of figure out whether you can get paid for the next piece I think if that continues then it's not worth it but I'd probably just say like in the end creatives should just trust their gut and um, make sure every piece of unpaid work they do is right for them Um, I think if you start to get the feeling that you're being exploited and then then it's important to get out of there but if you're just helping a friend out then that's a favor that you can kind of count on next time as well if you like need someone with their expertise so it's a bit of like a hard kind of like journey to navigate when it comes to unpaid work I think. Thanks for your time Jasmine and thank you to all the guests who have shared their responses with me Rianne, Travis, Serena and Jasmine. I guess the answer to the question of working for free is dependent on the individual and their level of experience in their creative field. Unfortunately things like federal budget cuts to the arts further pushes the idea that art and work in creative fields simply isn't worth paying for. The fundamental motivation that seems to unite creatives is love for their work or craft, or simply believing in a project that appeals to their personal path and to their soul. So next time you may be asked to work for free, perhaps ask yourself, where will this get me? And will it conversely be a contribution to my experience and my career? Thank you so much for listening to Mission Control, and please continue to support the arts in whatever way you can. You're listening to... Mission Control.